You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white silver films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And just us this week. OGs. Yeah, OG episode. Usually when we do this, this is when we, we kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel <laughs> of our movie <laughs> list just to see what's happening, just to, to, to pick out something that maybe somebody wouldn't pick out on their own. Right. But uh, we were just like, all right, what's this about? <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up here. <laughs> yeah, the movie we chose this week is, depending on whether you're in China or in America, either Enter the Warrior's Gate or The Warrior's Gate, which is a 2016 Chinese-French co-production. We saw a little bit of what that means last time when we did The Great Wall, which was an American-Chinese yeah. co-production. And it did not go well. And I would say the same is happening here with this movie. <laughs> which, Maybe even to a worse degree. It's a, it's a very confusing production on a lot of levels. Right. And yeah. so just, just starting off, it's directed and written, well, it's not directed by, but it's written by uh, the team of Luke Passan and Robert Mark Carmen, who you may know from movies that you actually like. <laughs> uh, Luke Passan famously la femme nikita leon the professional the fifth element um went on to do some movies that maybe you felt that great about but um movies like lucy and valerian and the city of a thousand planets most recently did anna in 2019 Oof. um so it hasn't hasn't been trending up but it, it started off really good and uh <laughs> but, he, but he's he's yeah, writing this movie. Your, your boy was hot. He had he had a hot minute, and uh, he had a run, and that run is over. Uh, but he <laughs> uh, wrote this with a with a writing partner of his, again Robert Mark Kamen, who is the creator of the Karate Kid, and has gone on to mm-hmm. do stuff like props, props, right? Uh, has gone on to do stuff like obviously the Fifth Element, right? He wrote the screenplay on that, and that's kind of where they got together. He also did the Transporter with Luke Passan. Um, he did Taken with Luke Passan, right? So, like, they know how to... These are hits. These are bangers. They know how to make movies. You know what I mean? Like, they know how to yeah. to create films that are enjoyable. I will go on record in saying that The Fifth Element is one of the best, if not the best, like, action comedy of the 90s. And, like... Yeah. Uh, one of the best, like, just kind of action comedy mashups and science fiction mashups of all time. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's a, it's not cinema, but it's a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to sit down and watch something. Like, I bet, I bet it still delivers. Yeah. Like, I haven't watched it in maybe over ten years, probably, but I bet it still delivers. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, there's, there's so much there that works, and you kind of say, well, how could people who made something that good and enjoyable make something so bad? And they did uh, <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> We'll show you how. Yeah. It is a co-production between Europa Corp, which is Luke Passan's production company, and Fundamental Films, which is a Chinese production company. It had filming in both China and in British Columbia, Canada. 
So it was a it was a multinational like shoot, and then the budget for it was about forty eight million dollars. The box office was three point five million dollars. So that's not any less money. than ten percent <laughs> coming back. Like wow, dog, <laughs> what a miss! And I think the biggest problem is who is this movie for? Right? This is this is yeah. This is going to be more of a white people won't save you investigation. You know what I mean? In the sense of like. <laughs> It's what are we fucking 60 minutes now? Yeah, it, well, it's bad and we know it's bad and we know it's bad for a number of reasons, you know, white yeah. saviorism being one of them. Yeah. But like it is also just a very strange and muddled production. Right. So the film is directed yeah. by uh, Matisse Hone, who is a German director who directed a movie that I hadn't heard of. I don't know if you've heard of Cockneys vs. Zombies. Cameron. Cockneys versus zombies. That's nah. that's it's, that that didn't come across my door. That didn't <laughs> slip under my through my mail slot. Well, that's that's where he got the uh, the job from, and like says that Luke Besson was looking for somebody who could kind of do a good mashup of of comedy and action, and based on that film, he got the job. So uh, he'd also done like you know music videos and some other things, and that's kind of a typical throughway now. I feel like a lot of music video people you know get more and more opportunities to do feature film um, for sure and you know it's again the daniels were music video people and they came in and you know made everything everywhere all at once and this guy made mm-hmm. the warriors game <laughs> so not everything's <laughs> going to be a win but last thing just going through the the cast so in a, another sense right it is a very like co-production because there's Big Chinese stars, right? Like Mark Chow and like uh, Nining, right? Uriah Shelton, right? And most famously, Dave Batista. And this is coming cool. at a time. <laughs> well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, literally, I I thought it was like, the first scene was like, is that Dave Batista? The second scene was, yeah. that's not Dave Batista. The third scene was like, <laughs> That guy got some chops. He might be Dave Batista. And then the fourth scene, I had looked it up. I was like, "Damn, that's Dave Batista." What happened? No shade, Dave Batista. I, I, like we we out here. We ride. We ride. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. I'm speculating that he probably filmed this around 2015, 20 tail end of 2014. So like, Guardians of the Galaxy probably just hit. You know what I mean? And then he came in and did this movie. Um, So he's looking for other opportunities, you know, like keeping the ball rolling. That's fine. And, I mean, nobody knew Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be that big of a smash hit. You know what I mean? Because if you look at the (laughs) movies that he does, if you look at the movies that he does after Guardians of the Galaxy, or that come out after Guardians of the Galaxy, right? L.A. Slasher, where he plays drug dealer number one. Um, He's he's Inspector briefly. Um heist the boss kickboxer vengeance marauders right so it's not like he's, he's working going, he's working but it's not like he went on to go do like you know a tarantino movie like he <laughs> he's there's he still had to fill up that that uh schedule with other things and this was one of the other things but it does kind of feel like he's slumming it in this movie a bit my man's clocking days on set he's pulling yeah. up a check like but you know is... don't want to work don't want to work and get to go to china yeah and is the only thing that kept me watching the movie because I was like, hundred percent. He he is maybe the only person plus the wizard 
who knows the movie they're in. Everybody yeah. else. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Every... That point right there. Everybody else doesn't quite get it. <laughs> Maybe including the director. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think everybody else is is trying and doing serviceable work. You know what I mean? Like specifically Mark Chow and, and Nini are yeah. good. I mean, they don't really have a lot to work with. Uriah Shelton, we'll talk about him in a little bit. I am willing to give yeah. him the benefit of the doubt in so much as like he is a child when this movie comes out. You know what I mean? He like he's twenty five now. Yeah. So this came out. Y- and- your boy's voice was cracking all over this movie though. He was definitely a yeah. child. <laughs> so and he's in things that you might know, like Sweet Life on Deck, right? He was in like Two oh. two episodes of Monk. Who was he Twerk. was in Girl Meets World most recently in a reoccurring role, Joshua Matthews. Uh he, okay. he was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh and That's a thing. Most recently he was in Freaky as the boyfriend. Okay. So I mean I feel like I meant to check out that movie, so uh maybe I'll see Uriah Shelton again, maybe. Yeah. So what we'll, we'll, we won't give him too much, but really literally this is like be justin beaver i think is the direction they gave him like down to the haircut you know what I mean? man they wanted your boy to sing and dance for yes. some reason in this movie he did both um but yeah we didn't talk about who was going to do the five minutes we could go either way i got the wikipedia pulled up you let me know <laughs> you let me know what it do um yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, it's the OG episode. We're just we're just we'll, flying by the seat we'll of our wait, pants yeah. here. Why don't you go for it? Okay, and then you can jump in whenever you feel necessary. So, yeah, there's not even a ton to this movie. It's just a lot. There's so much that you could just cut out, and that yes. includes the first 20 minutes of the movie, <laughs> more or less, because we meet Jack Bronson, who is really into a some video game i guess it's supposed to be like a a warcraft kind of game but like yeah that's not how warcraft works so it's like a (laughs) fighting it looked like mortal Kombat, honestly yeah some kind of game he's the black knight that's his character and that's what he'll be referred to later (laughs) the movie tries to make it seem like he is you know one of your many and this is sidebar this is kind of like this is i have issues with certain things namely uh shazam i know a lot of people love shazam one of the... I haven't seen it yet so i have no problem okay way. i mean one of the things i didn't like about shazam and this is i'm using shazam as an example mm. is there's a lot of movies that will try to sell you on this kid being like an outcast and a loser and like some kind of like misfit and it's like yeah he looks like a model he <laughs> yeah is interacting with people in a way that's like not the kind of behavior that gets you beat up in high school. You know what I mean? And like, it seems fine. It seems like it's right. specifically today in 2020, but even back in 2016, like at the height of the Marvel, like wave of everything, like he likes video games. That's why people mm-hmm. beat him up and harass him. Like that doesn't seem <laughs> All those kids are playing Call of Duty. Like, what do you mean, dog? Like, what's going on? Yeah, all of them. All of them bike during the day and play Call of Duty during night. 
Like you know, what I mean, so yeah, we see him. He likes to. He doesn't. He doesn't look like the loser uh, misfit that they're portraying him as at all. No, he he likes to. I guess off road bike is what we assume, and that's where he gets beat up by a kid who looks at minimum thirty five. Uh, <laughs> Your boy looked like he was like the mystical villain in a in like fucking. Um, the golden child he looked like he was in the yeah. golden child his hairline was receding so <laughs> that's all you need to know as he escapes though he goes to uh mr chang who is like somebody he works with in the neighborhood i don't really understand their relationship um we know that his mom is a real estate agent who's doing bad because the market's doing bad maybe so... he works at mr Cheng's store i doubt it yeah i don't yeah. know it seemed like he had a job there but it wasn't really clear doing what yeah it seemed like like <laughs> it's like the kind of job where he just sweeps the floors yeah yeah so as a gift uh for you know all the hard work that he's done mr Cheng gives him like a mysterious heirloom called the warrior's gate which is like a jar like a big jar and i don't know how he gets it back to his home on his bike but he does and he puts it in his room (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and as he goes to sleep popping out is zhao who is a warrior uh who is sworn to protect the princess princess sulin and like assumes that Jack is the Black Knight. There's some really confusing stuff happening here that I don't really understand. I mean, you're right. How that works, but like they've viewed the video game that he's played as reality and assume that he is this great warrior. Yeah. Even though very clearly he is a maybe 15, 16 year old child. And so instead of saying <laughs> we've made a mistake, Zhao is like, well, you watch the princess now while I jump back into this jar. And so, (laughs) again, this is like an incredibly... Literally just that. Useless 20 minutes where the princess comes out. There's like real strange, goofy back and forth between like Jack and his friend and Jack and his mom. He takes Sulin to the mall for some reason. She eats ice cream and breaks dances and it's all... Doesn't make sense, but <laughs> eventually they go back to Jack's home where more like warriors, particularly barbarians, have escaped the jar and like there's a brief fight and they kidnap Sulin. And so Jack has to jump into the jar, enter the warrior's gate per se, and finally start his adventure 30 minutes into this movie um yeah why are we take why does it take so long for us to get to the point (laughs) well more confusing decisions because he jumps inside the gate and then like immediately meets zhao again as well as the wizard and like the wizard gives us this long confusing list of things that they have to do and then leaves and Mm -hmm. i guess does them off screen so we never actually see any of those things being done. <laughs> it's like six steps, too. That's the worst part. It's like time taken. I was like, are we going to have to do all this stuff before we get to the princess? God damn. Well, and they like shot it, right? Like they had like, yeah, like cutaways to like the, the locations that they had to go to retrieve these items <laughs> at. And then we never like it never comes up again. Uh, instead, yeah. 
Jack and Zhao are going to make their way over to rescue the princess from one uh, Aaron the Cruel, who is Dave Batista. He's the king of the barbarians. He's kidnapped Su Lin in order to make himself the emperor. She will be his empress. They will get married and he will rule China, I believe. Yeah, sure. It's not this quite... movie don't give a shit. Again, it's not quite clear where or when they are, but they're yep. in another world that resembles China very much. Um, and so that's the movie, really. They go on a series of pointless adventures and quests yeah including fighting i think a witch and on top of a bridge oh that's i totally forgot the witch fight that happened that's like a full scene yeah it's like 10 minutes they get in to rescue su lin uh but yep. they get captured uh they're threatened with death obviously but the wizard you know very much so deus ex machina comes back rescues them then gives jack like magic stuff to use it's like, magic dust yeah cocaine he gives him cocaine <laughs> jack has like had maybe i would say 36 hours of martial arts training uh but is Tops. able to <laughs> fight i don't even know if he spent a whole night <laughs> he's able to fight <laughs> off multiple barbarians and eventually get the best of around the cruel and like stab him yep and rescue Sulin. Double stab in the neck. Yeah. Uh, they Some real PG-13 violence. <laughs> then, you know, sadly, the adventure is over. You know, him and Sulin have grown close. You know, they share a kiss. Uh, but that seems like it's it. He has to go back to her, his world. She has to stay in her world. Um, but Jack has learned so many lessons from his time in the Warrior's <laughs> Gate. I guess. And so he goes home. He beats up the bully that has been bullying him. Yep. Uh, he check. Uh, incons- inconceivably sells a video game for $25,000. Yes. Check. Which like, which ter- saves his mother's house from going into foreclosure. But, has to be like the that's how you know this movie is written by people who like have no idea how just the modern day works because like yeah that that kid literally got robbed and i like (laughs) 25k by the way and and this is in 2016 money yeah that was like somebody just had 25k like sitting around it was like sure kid here you go we're gonna make 30 million dollars off this idea you will get twenty five thousand dollars but uh the empress and jack you know are living their separate lives except one day when he's at the mall he turns around and there she is ordering ice cream because empresses need vacations too um and then in in maybe we'll talk about this at length and maybe the most infuriating thing i've seen in a film thus far the movie ends with a dubstep version of jade's don't walk away boy yep yep and i I could not believe what i was watching (laughs) which which only serves for like 10 minutes of like like... it's just 10 minutes of dance break credits (laughs) like that's that's the only reason that this is happening 
everybody Sulin yeah. and uh, Zhao get like separate dance breaks, and that's why we had to suffer through that. And that's the movie. Oh. That's the movie. That is Enter the Warrior's Gate. Wow. Boom. Yeah, you did it. I mean, it's not five <laughs> minutes, but that that was the movie. And dare I say, boo. Boo this movie. <laughs> boo. Yeah. Boo everything about it. It's real. It, if, you know what it feels like, honestly? It feels like a Nickelodeon movie with too much money. Well, look. First off. Like a Nickelodeon TV. Yeah. <laughs> Because exactly that, it feels like that. It feels like a di- like it's almost like a Disney Channel original movie, right? Except, yeah, they had yeah more money than normal, but also like less script than what you need to make a feature film. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why so much padding was necessary because there's a lot of choices that get made that just don't make 100 any any sense um so off top let's just get the white saviorism out the way because that's what people come for honestly (laughs) obviously come on dude like this is this is a white child who goes into a fantasy asian martial (laughs) arts realm and like in like we said like there's a scene where he's traveled with Zhao for a little bit and it's like, yeah. hey, if you want me to like help, you should teach me martial arts so I can defend myself and like contribute. And so like Zhao says some mm-hmm. bullshit about like making a circle, like a literal circle with your body. And like that's the key to all of martial that's arts. That's literally the only step he gives him. And then yep, by the end of the everything. movie, he's like rolling around and like ducking and like sword fighting people and like you know, After Luke that King, moment, King you folks. never see Jack's face again because he's the stunt double the entire time. <laughs> he's doing well, so many stunts and flips and rolls and things. Interestingly enough, uh, Uriah does have martial arts training, at least according to him. He did a majority of what? his own stunts. So he said he's been doing martial arts since he was like three or four years old. We got a Jean-Claude Van, Ur- Van Uriah <laughs> on our on our hands here. I guess so, but like even then, the martial arts in this movie are pretty dry. Um, like the, <laughs> the no seasoning. Yeah, but the like the insistence on this, right? Like this isn't. Mm. There's two other versions of this movie that are on our list that we are gonna have to watch that are both versions of uh journey to the west which there's one that's like that i know of um greg from dharma and greg was in like a 2000s nbc movie event that was like basically journey to the west where he like goes to china and like rescues the entire continent from like evil wizards coming back from the past Greg does. Greg from Dharma and Greg, Greg from saves us. Saves well, saves China and the world ostensibly, but like specifically China. Yeah. Um. And then I'm trying Aww. to figure out the name of the movie. It's the Forbidden Kingdom, which was uh the only movie that Jackie Chan and Jet Li have ever been in together, and it starred a white child. Oh. <laughs> oh. That that was who the movie. You, you was see about. how my excitement literally went a hundred to zero, that, mere hey, seconds. That, that's what's on our list. But this is another one of those where it's just like 
let's spend time with the least interesting, least believable, uh, like very confusingly acted. Like, let's just stop for a second and get yes. your reaction, Cameron, to a number of choices of line readings that Uriah did throughout this film. <laughs> My man is a choices. Because I don't, uh, there's a scene. Oh, you got some audio for us. I don't have any audio, but I will. I will kind of. I think I'll jog your memory of what I'm talking about because, for instance, there's a scene where sure, sure, it's the it's the first time like Zhao like comes into his room at night while he's sleeping, and he wakes up Mm -hmm. and he's trying to explain the video game to him, and he goes into full John Travolta black scent. Yes, and he's like, "Hey, hey, man." Hey man, yes. And I was like, as <laughs> soon as you said it, as soon as you said the black set, I was like, who are you talking? What to? what happened? Like, where did that come from? Because he does it like one other time, and it's like out of nowhere, <laughs> just like real heavy. Oh, he definitely says like I think he says like homie or I something. I guess like so. That. I don't know. I feel like homies in there or something like that, but definitely he said, "What up, what up, man? What's what do you up, think man? he's trying? What was he trying to communicate in that moment, Cameron, <laughs> from your perspective as an actor?" <laughs> I feel like he was trying to impress all his black friends who will watch the movie or who won't watch the movie because it's just like that was it. It's well, that was bizarre, and then like, but then just it's a choice. Other line readings he does are like. Who? Why are you putting the emphasis on the, on that word? And like, what are <laughs> the the dialogue is not great, but like the way that he like delivers a lot of his lines are either like he's not acting against anybody, no. like he's just delivering the line to camera, uh, or like they're supposed to be either like quips or like reactions to things, and it's like he's not there. <laughs> I feel like his acting in the movie is kind of that much. It's like it's like that. It, it doesn't really make sense. So like to to have him be the main character of the movie when there's other. I mean, like again, Sulin and Zhao are interesting in so much as like they're not <laughs> him. Uh, <laughs> and but and and then you have Batista who like. We, we talked about before, Batista, like, understood the movie. Like, he read the script and said, yes, I understand what I'm being asked to do here. Even if nobody told him what to do specifically, <laughs> like, he, he perfectly understood that this is not a good movie. And I'm just here to eat the scenery, baby. Like, let me do, like, there's a there's an ongoing joke, which is maybe the only funny joke in the movie, where Batista and his main guard like keep having this miscommunication yeah. of like he wants him to kill somebody but not the person in the room right he's like you know uh so and so as like you know disrespecting me like kill him and like he'll kill the person who delivered the message instead of the person batista actually wanted him to go but you know they have like yeah. you know these back and forth exchanges of like, you know, maybe we should work on our communication and kind of like try to sure that up so that like next time there's not a, you know, and it's like, yeah, Batista is like selling that. Like he's acting that like he's like, these are like solid minutes of shtick going on yeah. here. 
but pretty funny uh, stuff. Honestly, I, this is the only time I laughed. Yeah, it works. Like he makes it work, and this is where I again will will say that Batista, I think, is maybe the best of all the wrestlers turned actors, just in terms of like being an actor. Because I think for him, mm. you know, this is this is not a role. You know what I mean? Like this is not right. 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 He understands you, like what's on the page. Yeah, like, no, there's no reason to commit to it, but he does, you know, and, like, makes it... Right. He, he easily could have phoned it in, but, like, he was like, oh, I'm going to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy. Right. I'm I'm in China. I'm in China <laughs> shooting a multi-million dollar movie. I'm going to have some fun. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, he does this and is, is really holding the film together. But then we go back to Uriah who like I mean another thing they do that just doesn't make any sense to me right and you could speak to this being a theater kid specifically right he in the movie again is being presented as like nerd of all nerds right like nobody wants to be his friend like he says that he's never kissed a girl before clearly is very horny just like a theater kid yeah, clearly very horny right him him and Zhao every time they have an exchange it's like uh, what do you have to live for? Girls. Yeah. Girls. I I like girls. I haven't kissed one yet, but I I can't I cannot wait. Do you think Sulan will have sex with me right now? Like if I just like go up to her <laughs> and ask, like, is that if a I thing that's on the table? Her and yeah, <laughs> just ask for a kiss, will she take off all her clothes and have sex with me right there on the spot? Is is more or less the subtext of most of their conversations that they're having. And like it's really odd. <laughs> but then there's a scene where Zhao admits he doesn't know how to swim. Jack takes his shirt off. Yes. He is ripped. Like, he is like... Like... Like, you... Like, like <laughs> it, you ha- it's actually one of those things that makes you do a double take. I was like, he's a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. Why does he have, like... All the abs. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is... It's the kind of shape that, like, you have to work for that. Like, that's not just, like, I, I play sports and, like, run around. It's like, I, my diet. Those are Nickelodeon slave ape labor labs. <laughs> you know, like, I'm on a diet of some kind. You know what I mean? Like, I'm restricting <laughs> carbs of a certain level. That's not just metabolism. Like, he is. I pay attention do- to myself. Right. I pay He's- attention to myself. And so you're telling me, 15 year old kid looks like that, right? Like. <laughs> handsome and teaching like 30 year old Zhao how to like swim and fight for his life you know what i mean but like he is i mean that's the thing like if if he was like you know just not interested in sex or you know kissing anybody then it would be like oh okay like he's just you know that's that's not what attracts him to people right like he doesn't have that kind of physical attraction towards other people clearly he does specifically for girls right right, is what we're told and so like on his mind you know he not one girl has come up to him and been like yo what are you doing friday let's go see a movie let's go get ice cream let's go to the mall like what do you what are you talking about (laughs) he's too busy he's too busy riding bmx bike and coming up with thousand dollar video game ideas Girls don't like BMX bikes or video games. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this doesn't make. And this yeah, doesn't, if he learned anything from the ride, he would have known that girls love BMX. 
<laughs> because like if if the 40 year old bully who's antagonizing him is like pulling anybody at school i would i would think that he is equally <laughs> you know what i mean like he's much more attractive and seems to be like it because it's not even it's like but specifically speaking to like because he seems like he would be a theater kid and like theater kids at least for my if theater kids are a reflection of band kids also very horny also like spend long hours on buses and like other you know places be, like but i don't cry- know if he's but you're telling me he didn't make out with anybody in the prop closet at all Ugh. in his time in high school, dog. Like, come on, man. I don't know if I believe that. I feel like there's there's some uh, wish fulfillment in the writing at play to like make it <laughs> seem like he just he couldn't even get. You you obviously oh, have more on, hope man. for uh more hope for him than the movie does. Let's 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 take a minute here to to just figure out what Uriah was doing in the movie. Yes, because like a number of choices that he makes are confusing and a number of the choices the movie makes about him are also confusing because sure one i mean like his accent changes throughout the he's movie. definitely doing a little bit of like you said travolta he's doing a little, black little bit scent, of a black scent you know but again it's like a very justin bieber-esque like he's supposed to be like a street See, here's Why? here's here's what I did. And this is the old head in me, you know. I'm a millennial, I'm not Gen Z. So I think like Gen Z, the whole thing is like hip hop culture is ubiquitous. So everybody's just like, you know, talking like that. Okay. Saying wild, almost black stuff, but you know, it's hip hop culture, so it's everybody's culture kind of thing. But with the black scent though, that's uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's one I mean, thing he called a man from the 18th century man like what up man what up dude yeah i mean like there's one thing if you want to say like it's lit or you know what like all right use the the slang it's all you know transferable you know between sure, identities sure. like nobody's making claims to stuff but it's also <laughs> like say it like you would say it though like because you're clearly putting yeah. a, a, a certain level of emphasis on it in a way that's like that's not how you some would say a stank yeah and that doesn't sound like a real uriah way to talk at least from my perspective (laughs) um if you were the director on set would you be like say it how uriah would say it well according to uriah uh who did more than one interview for this movie he did like at least four that i've read uh no was very much so like talking about it in the way that the director Matthias would just kind of let him do it, you know, like it was like, how would your character go about, you know, they would talk a lot about the characters, but it wasn't necessarily like a, here's how I want you to do this line, you know, or like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm directing, you know, the way that your character is going to act or interact within the movie. Like we'll just kind of set up something that like gives you a sense of, motivation and then you take it from there which like (laughs) on the one hand i guess i don't know but at the same time that also kind of doesn't feel like the best choice for this movie uh in particular because like you know there's a lack of consistency right like your eye is doing something 
that I you know sure like I guess he's uh been acting for a little bit you know but he's definitely <laughs> this seems to be like his big first big lead role yeah and like he's acting alongside actors you know what I mean people who have been in yeah. a variety of films already and so it's not like he has no experience but he carries the movie with a very flat and like I don't because again I can't judge him as a 16 year old uh, role he was when he made this movie and I can't judge him based on the material given but like he does right. the, the least with it <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> It's a very it's Disney a, Channel um, performance, right? Like, it feels like he was, like, one of those Disney kids, and they were just like, you want to oh, make sure, a movie? Oh, for sure, but at least Zendaya got some edge to her. Like, Selena Gomez yeah. got s- some edge there somewhere, but, like, Homeboy, my man Uriah Shelton is, like, he's he's working really hard to, like, pull off any of the shtick, to pull off any of, like, the goofy, like, ha-ha yeah. moments. And even when there's like moments where he's supposed to be charming or he's supposed to be like, hey, this is how we beatbox in America in the modern age, which is a thing I stop. Stop showing me white white people beatboxing in movies. Stop where do you showing think he's that supposed to, to be from? Like, where do you think his home like, what, is? What, what city in America yeah. do you think he's from? Because the, the city he's from here only has uh, Asian homeboys. <laughs> Like and his friend is what Moose the that guy Moose yeah. or whatever his name was Octo Man or something like Octo- that Octo get out of here Moose get out of here Octo Man uh th- those are his friends so I'm gonna say he's from like Shaker Heights bro like I don't know I don't know what's going on there's like no brown people in the town but he no. seems to know how to talk like them <laughs> sure does uh watch either watched a lot of YouTube or played a lot of Call of Duty. And uh, my friends told me I should watch Insecure. Is that the show? Insecure. That's the one that like I could. Yeah. 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 So I just watched like, I don't know, the first three seasons. and I figured just, that's like what would be cool. Just watch World Star. Any any video. <laughs> OK. <laughs> any video. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, OK. Mang. Mang. With I think a G. He, I think he does say that at some point. Like, I think there is like a Mang. Like it's kinda, a, I forget where I forget exactly where, I but I know is, the. I, I think it is what he's the like, one instance you're talking about. Where he kind of like lets it lets it. Uh, I don't know. It's like he lets it hang. Like he says, yeah. "Man," but it like hangs in the space. Well, I think it's long. when Zhao comes into his room, and I think that's what I was talking about with the Travolta. He's like, "Hey, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give that to his voice cracking because I swear to God his voice nah, was like stepping it, on I mean, pebbles the whole was, movie. It was, but he also made some choices. I would say to this is, you know, this is like specific. It's a little traumatic for me specifically because I had the misfortune of my voice like cracking in front of people during a. Uh, I was in a musical in eighth grade. If you ask for theater kid stories, you got one today. Yeah, here we uh, go. When I was I was at a play in seventh grade. It was a musical. I had a pretty uh you know pretty big role in it, which meant I got a song. And my voice was like, "Oh yeah, nigga, oh yeah," <laughs> in front of all these people. That's at least ten full rows. Let's go. <laughs> 
and just cracked in front of everybody. Like, literally, the song had no notes. I went from high to low, just like in the same. <laughs> just everybody saw it all. Everybody heard it all. They was like, is this on the recording? I don't think it goes that way. I think these are the notes, bro. It's like not even a musical people could recognize, but people were like, that's not how the song goes, bro. I know that for a fact. Well, speaking of not how it goes, like, what a confusing choice the movie makes to really play up and hype up the fact that Jack is really into these games. And instead of doing the smart thing, which is like, and he like transports into the video game or right. Or he, like, learns how to use his video game knowledge and ability to interact with the world that he's in. They just don't So this is what the, that's what the Tubi explanation says. Yeah, that's what, that's what the Tubi explanation says. It literally says he uses his video game know-how to help him in the world he enters. And no. Never does that. I'm sorry. I love you, Tubi, but I have to disagree with that description of this movie because <laughs> he's, he's, he's useless. You know, yeah, and it's told and that he's useless. Thankfully, is, the characters say he's useless too. Yeah, but it's like, why? You know, because like if you're gonna give him top flight martial arts abilities, you know what I mean? All at right. least make it make sense. Like at least say, and he like, you know, was able to code the universe, or I don't like give me make up some shit about how he got so good at martial arts. <laughs> In a span of like 30 hours. You know what I mean? And then. Not even 30 hours, bro. I don't think he was there a fortnight. I don't think he was even there like he spent a whole night. Well, he like, he learns the circle. And by learns, I mean, Zhao just tells him what it is. Yeah. He does that for seemingly a night. And then they swim to the hideout. And that's it. And then they swim. Yeah. So there's really no time for him to have done anything. A single night. Yeah. A that means he either trained, he had to train all night. He trained all night. And Uriah, or I mean Jack, sorry, doesn't peg me as the kind of kid who would stay up late doing work that wasn't video games. But even then, like, he is, like, not being killed. <laughs> he did not die that whole with, movie. With supposed- In many situations where he could have died. Yeah, supposedly, like, an army, like, trained warriors and fighters who are going to go, like, overtake a kingdom... Like, can't kill a 14-year-old. <laughs> that's embarrassing. That's yeah, embarrassing. That's not a good look, Batista. You got to get you gotta get those guys up to par. You got double stabbed in the neck by a 15-year-old boy whose voice hasn't fully dropped yet. Like, he fucks <laughs> Batista up. And it's just like, how? You know what I mean? That's why like, I wish this movie would have just gone full kids movie and just been like, like, we didn't have to go to Mr. Chang's. He could have, like, literally spilled some Coca-Cola on his computer and got sucked into the computer game. Sure. Like, I would have settled for that. I would have been fine with that. Well, even stuff like Three Ninjas or, like, you know, other movies yeah. where, you know, kids are fighting people they shouldn't be able to beat up. Like, it's played in a way that's, I mean, you know, the Karate Kid, right? Like, the guy who wrote the Karate literally Kid that. <laughs> wrote this movie, or at least co-wrote it. <laughs> and I think that's the most jarring thing is, like, those two, like we've said, they know how to make a movie. They've made plenty of movies. They've written plenty of movies, enjoyable movies. and Movies that people remember. Yeah, this is one of the least of their works, right? Like, this is one of the low points of this collaboration. But then also... I'm say the lowest. <laughs> also, like, you could... I mean, you could have told me, like, a, 
this was like a like a thesis project you know from grad school and i would have been like okay you know like that makes sense like this was somebody's like graduate school you know i have a i have a you know small cgi budget to like do some shit and like you know, got lucky enough to cast these actors or something. You know what I mean? But like, I feel that Luke Basson. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's wild. Like, we 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 said because I think back, I think back to sequences from Fifth Element from Leon that are like so cool and really like masterfully doled out and like you know managed to. Well, th- that's a little bit of the direction, I guess, because like he gets the he manages to get the comedy right a lot of the times in those movies. Yeah, he manages to get like the emotion right in those movies. But I mean, that is where the direction comes in, and this is like missing all of the the jokes aren't even good, bro. Except for like literally the "don't kill that guy" joke. That's the only good joke in the movie, and like the rest of the jokes are either some combination of like. Isn't it funny these people are dancing? And, like, even in the 80s, like, tired stick. You know what I mean? Like, stick that, like... Tired shit. Would be... (laughs) That bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, would have maybe been funny? Because there's a scene... I forget what he says. But there's a scene where, like... When they're breaking the princess out, Jack stumbles uh-huh. into a room where like two guards are sitting there and then he does the Travolta black scent again and it's something like oh yeah what's up man like what do you, y'all you know and it's just like <laughs> what because <laughs> that's the, that's the thing people in this movie don't act like anybody would act you know what i mean never, like never nobody let's specifically talk about the mom who seemed like she was on coke like it seemed like the she mom was... <laughs> She's actually like a deadbeat mom who like managed to live in this house. She's like st- uh, squatting in the house. She, she doesn't really live there. She is on some kind of pills because she reacts to everything the same way. All, every every bit of news she receives, the same reaction. You know, just kind of bewildered. Yeah. Where am I? This is news? <laughs> what? You know, My house is up for foreclosure. How am I going to? I am so stressed. Jack, how will I like Sulid appears in his room, right? They go out, they have a dumb adventure at the mall. He comes back with her. Yeah. The mom is just in the house and he's just like, hey, mom, this is a, I don't know, exchange student. Exchange, <laughs> sure. Who's now living with us. And she's just like, huh? Okay. First of all, low point of the movie. She's like. Oh, so she's fresh off the boat. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ugh. this is that a, joke hit like a ton of bricks, ton of bricks. But also like this is a Chinese production. Uh, like, like you're talking right to her face. Like, why would you, why would that be the first thing you say to her, mom? Why would that be the first thing you say to her? But also as a Chinese investor who put money into this movie. No, thanks. Cut that Are out. Are you cool with that? That's how you say <laughs> that is not in my movie. That's like if I wrote a movie and then like I was the there was a black kid as the exchange student. He was like, "Oh, we're just letting all the darkies into the country." If I just <laughs> wrote that into my movie, like a fucking crazy person. What are you talking about? Like if if he was like Cuban and he was like, "Oh, did she get here on a raft?" It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like if he was Spanish and the mom was just like, "Hola there, cómo está, mi amigo." 
but that just flies right by. But then she's just like, yeah. oh, I guess this child I've never heard about wasn't contacted Mm-mm. about by the school, have no, like, contact information for or, like, don't know anything about. It's just going to be in my house now. Living in my house. Because if I came, if I came to my black mother with that, <laughs> <laughs> with that bullshit... Hey, this Asian woman's gonna live in our house. She's an exchange student, Mom. Are you okay with that? We're just. I, I've been. Ca- I've been called into another room. <laughs> I, I might have been hit. It, it, I don't know. That's possible. That's I, never out of the realm of possibility. But just anybody. It doesn't even have to be an exchange student. Here's some kid that you don't know. That I'm yep. telling you. Is now gonna be here in our home that you have to feed, that you have to be responsible for. That you have to like, and you don't like, you don't know their parents, you don't know where they're from, where they live, their Ain't phone number, no emergency you know contact, I mean? like no, like that's <laughs> any responsible adult would say. Okay, well, before this happens, like, can I talk to their parents? Do you have any like paperwork that like makes this okay for me? Because if something happens to this child, I'm responsible. So like, and then because then they just disappear. You know that's mean? the end of the scene, by the way. When she when she is like, "Oh my god," and uh, what she says that weird, that dumb uh, line because she learned how to say "you're the shit" at yeah. the mall. So then she tells mom that he, she's the shit, and she was like, "Oh," gave it to Tim Allen. Like every scene, the mom is just like, "I." He comes back, and it's like, "Mom, the foreclosure thing." Is I like, sold yeah. a video game for twenty five thousand dollars. And she looks at the check like it's a million dollars. And then, like, <laughs> I don't understand. How did you, you sold a video also, game? Also, she's, like, okay with that solving the problem. Like, she's not worried about her financial woes. Like, oh, my son just been up there tooling away at some video game. Not his work, but he sold it for 25 k Obviously undersold for a video game idea. And he, I'm just okay with all this. Like, 25 k for like a mobile game is like and jack's like throwing it down on the table like yeah ma saved your life yeah boom twenty five thousand dollars it's like did you have a lawyer for this conversation or did you just go (laughs) to just giving me your 25k is again not enough money it's barely a payment on house for real no like house payments because you have to wonder i mean she is ostensibly from what we're told a real estate agent like right she should definitely know (laughs) when the money's short she should definitely know when the money's short but like seemingly is not very good at her job and like oh yeah oh yeah it's just like i guess this will do (laughs) but like it's she's like okay with it she's just like it's 25k She's just, amazing. She's like, just walking in and out of scenes just like she can't believe she's in a movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it, the mom was actually like kind of the performance I was paying attention to the most just because she was... You're right, she did react to everything kind of the same, but she was like doing the most. Whereas Batista was like doing his thing, but it was all part of his charisma. Meanwhile, yeah. this mom is just like, oh my God, things are happening. You want to do the dishes today? Wow. (laughs) What, Jack? You are a saint among children. Good God. She reacted the same way to meeting Sue Lin as she did to the $25,000 as she did to, like, 
him bullshitting her about doing his homework. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> There's the scene where he's got to, like, distract her. And she's like, why are you sitting on the fucking sink and counter? No. <laughs> and she's like, what's going on, Jack? <laughs> Nothing. Meanwhile, he's like, non-convincing, convincing, by the no, way. No, clearly trying that to rush you out tough. of the house. Like, again, a black mom we would have stopped immediately. Sums up. You know what I mean? Sums up. I don't have to go to work and, right now. You could tell me. I got all day to figure out what's we, going we on. We got all day. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even going to work. We're going to talk about. Yeah. This let now. me call out. Let's see what's. Uh, <laughs> let's see what's going <laughs> on. Actually, let me see what's in your room now. <laughs> right. So that was confusing, and then just like to to sum it all up, the movie spends so much time on things that are not important or essential to really anything that it's surprising it was as long as it was like it's an hour and 45 minutes we spend an unnecessary 20 to 25 minutes in the introduction setting up nothing we wait 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 let's think about this let's think about this tactfully do do we what do we need out of that first 25 minutes by the way we only need the video game skills barely (laughs) barely because he didn't use them uh, we need that the the house is going into foreclosure, yes. or at least mom's got money troubles with real estate. And we need him to get the the warrior's gate jar to bring it back to his home. Why did that all of that take twenty five minutes? The bully thing doesn't even need to happen for real, fam. Oh, because there's a line that doesn't track to anything. Where I think the guy who works for Mister Chang tells him like, "Oh, you're gonna watch the store for like." the weekend or like yeah. something so like why couldn't he have why couldn't he have watched the store for the weekend and then gone into the warrior's gate in the store in the store it didn't have to happen it didn't have to you didn't have to take the gate home and ruin an heirloom by the way you destroyed yeah. mr chang's heirloom just frivolously in your room fucking around the whole witch fight on the bridge unnecessary didn't need to happen the whole Bro, that was <laughs> The weakest Indiana Jones fight that never happened. That was like so weird. It was like she first of all, she's just blocking the fucking bridge for no reason. Go she around. Doesn't even know why she's there. Just she walk just around like, her. Oh, I'm here. I'm I'm here. And I'm stirring some shit up in my cauldron. And you motherfuckers are gonna wait. And then Jack just throws fire on her, and that's the solution to their problem. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Just wild in and of itself. But then, like, the whole end sequence goes on for too long. Like, logical plot. There's, like, three endings to the movie. There's three endings. It feels like Lord of the Rings where, like, like, (laughs) you know, we delivered the ring. We we put it in 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 Mordor. You know, we've done that. Then we get back to the fucking Shire. Everybody's got to reconvene. But then I got to get back on a boat so everybody else can see me leave again. (laughs) But the problem, too, is, like, they do that, right? And then they they never address the, the big elephant in the room, is that apparently time works differently in the gate. And so, like, what seemingly was days was, I guess, a couple of hours in our couple world. couple hours, same day, maybe. So, Sue Lid is either going to rate, like, age rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> And at some point, be like decades older than him. You know what I mean? Could you imagine? Like he's like so happy he's got his like new hot Asian girlfriend, and then like in three years he's like, "What happened? 
or Su Lin what happened. <laughs> or yeah, like he's gonna because it doesn't seem like he can go back in, but she can come back out. She can come back out, but the gate doesn't exist anymore. But the wizard figured it out. Literally just said, the wizard figured it out. That's the movie's reasoning. So, you know, like, you have this whole situation where this is supposed to be a happy ending, but you're just like, I don't think this is tenable. Like, this is- doesn't need to be happening, really. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't even need, you doesn't need to be the warrior's gate, because obviously the wizard can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Sure that should be the title. Title of the movie should be, Meet a wizard nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk about arguably the worst part of this movie, and that is their insistence on making Jade's "Don't Walk Away, Boy" like the closing credit <laughs> of the film. And Cameron, you can't hear it, but I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a drop right now. What the yeah. Because what the fuck, right? Like, why would you, what? of all songs, what? again, Nai Nai is a, like, professional singer. Like, she is a big she, musician. She's a pop star. In China. Why does she not have a song? Like, Mark Chow, also a singer, also a performer. Also a pop star. Yeah. Could have had a song. Like, those are two big crossover stars for you. And instead, you do like a bland dubstep <laughs> remix of don't walk away boy and just have two separate unnecessary deck sequences to just end the movie they're and they're just dancing and the moves are my god just salt no pepper all salt no pepper just and no spice they talk about dance in this movie not as if it's like a thing that humans have done since almost the beginning of time but like something that only jack knows about (laughs) jack how do you express joy you know and then he does some like real limp like (laughs) yeah what he ended up doing that like head roll he was doing the head the neck roll like (laughs) well because then then like zhao starts dance like break dancing and it's like you don't even know what that is how are you? He, yeah, so Jack shows him how to dance, and Barely. Zhao is like, "Oh, the neck roll, yeah, I could, do, I could do that." Oh, wait, I don't want to show him that I love joy, even though I just learned it from him. That whole sequence where Zhao is like pretending not to dance is five minutes. Yeah, I timed it myself too. I actually was doing the exact <laughs> same thing. Like, there's multiple sequences in the movie that I was like, "How long is this lasting?" way too long it could have been a quick joke it could have been a quick joke that i might have laughed at even if it was like a quick cut or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's like a whole sequence of him like trying to hide his like (laughs) neck roll work that neck work (laughs) (laughs) well i mean for behind the scenes i don't really have much you know because there's not really a lot to get into like it's it is, it is what I it is. I also don't want to shit on it for what it is, because it is what it is. It is so on its face, like, hey, man, this is like a, it, it's a comedy. You might laugh. I don't know. It's possible. It's not probable. What's crazy, though, is that, like, you can tell that $48 million budget is, like, when 
they took the time to like build sets and like do all this elaborate yeah. like background stuff and that's what's really confusing because like you could, there's money and time there are plenty extras yeah there and it's not like you know they had 20 people and they just kind of like dispersed them randomly in shots to make it look yeah. like there was more people than there actually were like there were actually maybe like 50 to 60 people on set yeah. at all times <laughs> for inexplicably no reason at all and that's why i mean it kind of feels like you know i don't know i don't know matthias i'm not gonna get on yeah i'm not my guy but like i'm not coming for matthias either i'm not coming for matthias either he's doing a job honestly in this movie it seems like he's like for hire he's doing a job but like i don't like luke basson is who i have the most questions for because this just seemed like vibes like i don't know if if yeah, bro. the Chinese production company was just like, we'll, we'll cut a check. You know what I mean? And like, you can get in on this and we want to do something with you because like, even something like Gods of Egypt, right? Which is a terrible movie and felt very much <laughs> so like when we talked about it, it felt like a video game, right? Like it felt like, yeah, here's the, here's the like search and fetch quest. Like here's the boss battle Here's the like mini boss battle. Here's like the puzzle 100%. section. Like this didn't even feel like that. Like this didn't even have enough like fleshed out to like they blah 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 over all the puzzle <laughs> stuff or all the like the puzzle box stuff. Like uh, sadly, the last couple Star Wars movies did a better job of like puzzle boxing than this movie. Like this thing is. But, so lifeless like it's just like they even say it though that's the thing that bothered me when i was yeah. watching it was that there's multiple scenes of them going like what do we have to do well we have to do this we mm-hmm. have to do this we have to do this and we have to do this and then there's either a cheap joke or like just a straight cut to like they did all the things <laughs> or like the wizard just does it all off camera and you don't bro that see- wizard just showed up <laughs> he was like my nigga's name was deus ex machina he was like nice to meet you they're like Mr. Bruh, ex machina. we only got how many days left to film all right let's get the wizard in here let's get the wizard in here <laughs> and just like, wrap it up we cut these like, pages out of the script you know because that's the thing like it it is lazy like it's a lazy yes. film because like they Whoa. cut so many corners or just have like filler it's inexplicable with how much a film costs <laughs> and like the amount of work that it takes to film something to shoot right. meaningless scenes that are like have served no purpose to the story right like there's always stuff that you hear about where it's just like yeah we shot you know snyder cut like three more hours of movie apparently that you didn't get to see but there's always stuff that like has to get cut but this felt like right. they filmed a movie and they were like, yo, we got 40 minutes to kill. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, like the first cut was like 83 minutes. They were like, fuck, what happened? <laughs> Nigga, we went to China. What happened? Uh, well, what if they they, got the edit, they were like, damn, this movie's over? <laughs> Guess we I gotta... was on a plane for four months. What the fuck happened? Yeah, what if we just let like NeNe like, vibe out? for like five what minutes. what if we let her vibe out <laughs> on screen for like five minutes what if we just hard ca- just one single camera directly on her yeah and just, just let her dance i mean i guess we're gonna have to fam we're gonna have to it's better than the alternative i guess but what about what about coming up with a puzzle sequence for nah. them to figure out how to get the sword 
if you don't shut the fuck up <laughs> and let Nene dance. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it's not necessarily an insulting film in terms of yeah. its, like, content. Although, I mean, it is insulting that Justin Bieber saves China or whatever this again i don't know i don't know if this is actually supposed to be china or just a i, I think it is supposed to be china mystical asian but the movie country. doesn't care about any legend or like any time period specifically it is like it's not even like is it ming dynasty is yeah. it any of this is it you know it, the movie is like nigga they in china and there's no wi-fi let's go <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't really have too much more to really discuss about the film itself just because i feel like it is very thin and like just it's not disappointing in so much as like how could you know two accomplished screenwriters make something like this it's just more confusing as to like why all this time and effort and money was spent to do this to get this result <laughs> yeah like if you spent 45 million dollars and you got troll 2 then you made a mistake yes like something happened oh, there were many mistakes made along the way well do we we could reimagine this movie it's i don't know if it would be better i think the only thing i would not have uriah no shots at uriah but like i don't think we need he ain't the one that or but even just like i mean why not have you know a chinese kid in this movie i don't understand why they had to be white or or american like that's not necessary like just make this a a total chinese production where this kid is sure again like make the video game make sense you know like make the video game be a part of how and why they're able to do martial arts or anything really like it it can honestly just be as thin as like you know i don't know he dropped the computer in a magical toilet or whatever i don't know just like anything it could have been anything versus like i got the pot from mr chang and yeah i kept it at my house i broke it while i (laughs) entered the warrior's gate 2016 i don't know if we're quite at like full vr becoming a thing they were talking about it they were definitely talking you about know, it but like that's a thing where you could kind of like hey like ooh, virtual reality you know he gets sucked into the world and like you know he's able to use his computer coding skills or just video game skills to you know become a hero and the because i mean the point of the movie is that sure. he learns how to become his true self or some bullshit on this adventure and like then applies the skills to learn how to talk to girls properly (laughs) i guess but he doesn't even do that like he just beats up a kid who got held back five times and then like 15 times (laughs) you mean (laughs) that nigga pays taxes bro that nigga's got a mortgage and then makes a uh, incredibly poor business decision to sell his video game for 25 because i mean just basic principle right like if they're willing to give you twenty five thousand dollars, that that had to have been the first deal. Where they're like twenty five thousand dollars, they probably said twenty five, and he said thousand. Wow. 
and they were like, "That's how you know there was no agent in the room. No one negotiated right. this for him." <laughs> That's why it was like, "I'll just get blind," you know? Because like, I don't know how. Like, as even as a child, right? Like, you got hubris, you got ambition. You just say one million dollars, which is not even close to what Still the game is probably is worth. But it's more than twenty five thousand dollars. Like Jesus, dude. You know what? Come Here's on, the guy. thing. We're actually just we're just saying what the game is worth. Maybe the game is actually some bullshit and honestly worth twenty five thousand dollars. And they gave him like a, probably it's like the it's like an app. Is it's that like, like a pity like money? He was playing it. I mean, it looked like Virtual Fighter, but like it was yeah. it was a game. Were you giving him Virtual Fighter, bro? No, no. The graphics no. looked like Virtual Fighter, like the first one. But it was still like side scrolling, like Mortal Kombat. They wasn't like Virtual Fighter, like right. doing the full moves and stuff. Well, then yeah. Don't don't, don't give don't give Jack that. I, well, I'm not gonna I'm not giving him a lot. I'm I mean you know <laughs> giving him about twenty five thousand dollars worth of uh, <laughs> damn of credit for that game, but. Yeah, it was uh, it was like just a very confusing ending to the movie. Like either have him be I've I've accomplished what I accomplished and like, you know, say goodbye to the girl and not like move on with their life, you know, but like mm-hmm. that was that was a means to an end in so much as like because here's the thing, right? That's kind of gross about this video game. Is like mm-hmm. he makes everybody a character, like everybody he interacted with, like a character in the game, and yeah. like makes Su Lin a character, and is kind of like, so you just like coded your girlfriend into this video game that you made, <laughs> and that's not like a little that's bit creepy. Vibes. That's the that's the vibes of the movie, though. Like, honestly, it's just like I created my world, and now I function within that. Yeah, know? I don't know. That that was also kind of like that might be a step too far. Like, made a video game, sure, but was just like, yeah, and everybody, <laughs> you know, it's like if Dorothy came home from The Wizard of Oz and was like, "Yo, let me tell you the story," and then like wrote the book The Wizard of Oz, and like, <laughs> and it was like a bestseller. <laughs> I'm and I am great now. Yeah, I am great now. That's all she got from her journey was like, yeah, I should make a make a book out of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write a book. Not like, did I? I saw some wild fucking shit. Yeah, maybe I should like take account of my life and like make changes or be grateful for what maybe I have. I should just go to. Well, the, maybe the book will pay for therapy. How about that? Yeah, I mean, the game allegedly paid for his house, uh, but <laughs> pay for a, a payment on his house. I guess so. Um. Yeah, I mean that. That's that's all I got. I don't know if you have anything different for reimagining. No, this movie sucks. I don't think it needs to be <laughs> reimagined at all. Fair you can start enough. fresh, blank slate, and I'm good. Yeah, you should give forty eight million dollars. Real to, good try, Jordan. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, give forty eight million dollars to people who like have a vision and want to make. Yeah, good art. Oh my god, you can make. It's just strange. It's like forty eight million, and that's what y'all like came up with luke basan watched the cut and was like good enough (laughs) (laughs) good enough sign the check yeah i already got paid for this so uh (laughs) i gotta go make lucy (laughs) i I got things to do (laughs) um well i guess then let's play our favorite game 
see what this movie got on all of our different aggregate sites. Starting with somehow, I actually have not looked at this yet. Oh boy, so I'm ready. Let's see what you let's see I'm what ready you come to up be with. Disappointed. Yeah. Well, starting with IMDb out of ten, what do you think, Cameron? I'm gonna say a four four point four. How about a five point four? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Are you serious? Yeah, out of ten, out of oh, not ten thousand, five point two thousand reviews. Um, so uh, people yeah. watched it, thought it was okay. Yeah, people watched it, finished it. Yeah, and um, some smiled. I don't know if I could find any good reviews here. Underrated, ten out of ten. I don't understand why this movie has five out of ten. It was funny. It had action. I enjoyed it. It was so much better than a lot of high rating films I watched. Made me laugh so many times. It was crazy. <laughs> I just created an IMDb and Rotten Tomato account to put in my rating for this movie and try to change the score because I know it deserves so much more. Uh, it doesn't look like Uriah Shelton wrote that, but <laughs> that was that sounds like a paid review if you ask hey, me. Yeah, I don't know, dog. That's you're trying a little bit too hard. For the worst, yeah. Gabe. <laughs> Got to take that glizzy out your mouth, bruh. <laughs> what about <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, man. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. These are critics. These are people with sense. Hmm. I'm going to have to say uh, 50%. 50%. 44%. 44%? Okay. Yeah. So I should have uh, kept my score from last time. Yeah. I mean, like... Some critics say there are way, way better Chinese productions, more deserving of your time and money, which I'd agree with. Yeah. Um, another one, fist bumps, break dances, beatboxing, and slang are spat out in- incessantly, but may alienate older viewers. Uh, the Warriors Gate is trying to win with its 80s movie references, which, again, like this does feel like a movie from, I don't even know if it's the 80s, but like it's got a vibe similar to that. Uh, definitely 80s vibes like the the little boy the the nerd the outcast has to fight his way to the top uses his skills in a strange situation to take him back to the playground and you know but, be big but man on campus doesn't though because he doesn't have any skills and he doesn't use them in any discernible way very confusing anyway amazon.com <laughs> what do you think this movie has <laughs> I like that you got mad. You were just like, no, he has no skills. Nah, he doesn't <laughs> do anything. Piece of trash. Um, uh, I'm the, I mean, uh, uh, Amazon. Let's see. Let's see. It can't possibly be five stars. This is not a good movie. <laughs> As he laughs evilly. Uh, I'm going to say four, four and a half. Fuck. Four stars. Technically four. Four stars. Out of five. Um, still which with, is literally, yeah, which is Amazon's one star, <laughs> is their version of one stars. 55% five star reviews out of 261. Ah, um, one review, I, I'm assuming this is a joke, but very funny, great story. I'll watch this one again. Dwayne Johnson is hysterical. I'm going to assume they are... Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking with us, I'm going to hope. Uh, but yeah, a lot of four star reviews, people enjoyed it on some level i don't know how or why uh, but um i mean honestly on amazon i really feel like yo the movie it it, it played 
the beginning, middle, and end of the movie played. I yeah. saw it with my eyes. Therefore, movie worked 100% A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, well, <laughs> let's put this on our Caucasity ranking scale. Three levels of Caucasity. First one. Shorts in the winter. Cooling down outside. We're, we're slowly approaching, not the winter, but definitely cooler weather. Um, and, you know, shorts, debatable, right? Like, at a certain <laughs> point, you're kind of like, well, you can do whatever. You know, nobody's really judging you. But as we get into December, January, February, specifically, you know, on the parts of the country that we both live in, not an acceptable <laughs> choice, right? Like, not a choice. Not at all. That anybody with any care and concern for their own body would make, right? And yet, common sense, as a lot of black folks would say, <laughs> time and time again, common we, sense. We see our uh, melanin, uh, <laughs> our melanin deficient brothers and sisters out there <laughs> making choices that we uh, worry about you. Yeah, are are not not. I can't be good for their health. You know what I mean. No. And this is That's how you catch colds. This is the level where it's like not a problem for me specifically, more of a problem for you. I have questions about you. I worry about you not hurting me explicitly, but I just <laughs> I'm curious as to how this happens. Kevin, what's the second level? Second level caucasity is this movie is touching my hair. So now this movie is now made a choice to enter my space, enter my zone. And physically assault me. No, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, you know, this movie is encroaching on violent territory. It, we're slowly uh, entering a space where maybe this movie is saying some things about some things. Maybe it's saying some things about culture. Maybe it's making some wildly uh, vague assumptions about another culture, you know? Yeah, it's the same way you feel when somebody has entered your space and touched your hair. They have violated. <laughs> they haven't necessarily like violently violated, but they have violated, and you gotta, you gotta get that hand back. You gotta smack that hand back. For sure. Um, uh, this week, do we have uh, an ultimate caucasity level? I was looking. I was looking all over Twitter. I didn't find one. So, all right. what do you got? Uh, on a personal note. My third level of caucasity <laughs> is Arizona iced tea being more than 99 cents because, man, yo, what's happening? It's on the can. It says 99 <laughs> cents. Why are you telling me 7-Eleven, various other businesses that this now suddenly costs more? Because it's not even like a, hey, 99 cents and then the sales tax brings it up to whatever it's like 99 cents but the price that you're telling me is like a dollar 78 since when since how that's not even like that's arbitrary a dollar 78 that's not even like a cool clean number like 99 cents it's on the can Yes. I can give you a whole dollar. You can keep the penny even. Yes. Dollar seventy nine. You know, I gotta get fish out two dollars now. I gotta there's change involved, there's coins involved now. It does feel like a violation, honestly. Of of my as the customer, I get worried. I get worried that you think you could do this to me, Arizona. Well th- I'm a, I've been there since the start, man. Well that's the thing. Like if you're gonna 
charge me more than the can costs, then take the price off the can. But if you're going to tell me that it's 99 cents on the can, then no, I'm not going to pay you more than what the can says. That's What's crazy. on the can? So whoever's making those decisions, it's got to be white people. Uh, please stop. Because <laughs> we we have very few things that we hold dear. And, and one of them are our 99 cents Arizona's. Whatever it may be. Whatever yours of choice. Is it mucho mango? That's usually what I go for. Uh, mucho or, mango? Yeah. Or if you like the watermelon or the fruit punch. Uh, Definitely like the, the watermelon. I like the prescription energy. You know, I like a little. I'll drink those sometimes. Guana in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's just like, come on, y'all. That's too much. Uh, but a second to that, <laughs> I guess it's probably you know more important than that. I guess. But recently, the <laughs> NBA finally handed out their suspension or their their ruling in the case of Robert Sarver, who is the owner of the Phoenix Suns who was oh. being investigated for uh many a racism, many a sexism, for racisms, many a, a homophobia and the <laughs> ultimately decided on after 10 months of investigation to give him 1 year suspension meaning that he basically just can't like be around the team or like be involved in team stuff and a $10 million fine, which sounds like a lot of money. Uh, but $10 million? When you own an NBA team, <laughs> that's I mean, yeah. uh, not Facts. not a considerable amount. And so... Right. You could, you could make into the Warriors gate for a quarter of that. <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, when you look into the findings Maybe of better. things that he did... And said in the way that he acted, uh, people are very upset and confused how this is the ultimate report. And so there was um, some talk from the NBA commissioner about how, you know, it's kind of like a slippery slope of, you know, we can't do X, Y, and Z, you know, in terms of uh, revoking somebody's team because, you mm. know, like you got to have X amount of people to vote on it and it's a whole you know legal whatever but so one of the things they said was they investigated it and they didn't believe that what he said had any animus like he wasn't using that language in description of people but more so was like repeating stuff that people said but it's like that doesn't make sense you know what I mean? so he didn't have a real argument he was just repeating what other people said about him well the that's that's what the nba is saying you know what i mean they did they said he was conduct wasn't motivated by racial animus which i mean he said he said a lot of nigger dog he was a lot a lot of nigger on tape and uh <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of secondhand uh, confirmation of of nigger being said by him, and just other. Uh, I, weird... I don't think that I don't think that's really racist if he says, you know what he says mean? nigger. I mean, he's so he's in the NBA for God's sake. Come on, I mean, surrounded by black people. What are you talking yeah, about? but I think that's the problem. Is that like we all can see the game here? Like the reason that they don't yep. want to 
get rid of him is because he's in the billionaire club and then other billionaires have to check themselves and say, oh, well, if somebody catches me saying they're going to lose my NBA team, I'm not. Uh. <laughs> and some of my and some of my millions. Yeah. So I, I better not, you know, jump on this dude because, you know, I don't want all of my dirt coming out to light and then having to give up my team as well. So uh smells like bullshit. You know, like LeBron has come out and basically said, uh, excuse me, like what's what's happening here? How is this guy that nobody likes allowed to keep his team? You know what I mean? Um, but, Damn. you know, that's that's the world that we live in. So that's the third level of caucasity this <laughs> week where, you know, billionaires protect billionaires no matter what. You know? Her- and the world keeps turning. Sure does. Uh, so, what would you give the Warriors Gate out of all of those? Uh, I think. Oh man. Okay. Okay. Uh, sadly, I think the Warriors Gate like evades a lot of like real problematic shit. Yeah. You know, by not being researched <laughs> at all. <laughs> You know, it's honestly like you told somebody, what do you think about China? <laughs> and then they made that into a movie. Hey, you ever heard and of therefore China? There's... <laughs> I can work Fam, with that. Have you heard of China? <laughs> like once or twice. Yeah, they're like a really big country, right? With a lot of culture and stuff. Could you make a movie about China, you think? I could sure take a swing at it. Yeah. Do I have to <laughs> like, do research? I feel like that's... No. <laughs> Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. No need for Reese. Don't you open a book. I just want a screenplay on my desk tomorrow. Whatever you got in your brain. Get it out. Get it on my desk. Yeah, sadly, this movie is, like, not interested in, like, the culture of China at all. Or, like, uh, history as a consequence or a thing, even, honestly. So, sadly, this movie is just shorts in the winter. But it ends up being like a just bad movie because it's like blind to any type of like being based in any type of reality. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sadly, it, the caucasity of it all is just like shorts in the winter for me or, you know, not even existing, really. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would give it shorts point five specifically for the fresh off the boat line just because that was such like a that line was wild. It it. It felt like I had been struck by lightning while I was watching. I was like, what? It was very confusing in the same way that in the cricket stance, you know, she's just like, yeah, a lot of the Bucks had that name. It's just like, excuse me. <laughs> like, what like, What's the. <laughs> how did I get. The I feel like there's a TikTok out there where it's like it's a person and they're like looking at something while being racist said or something like that. Yeah. And then they just like give the weird eye like, what? What'd you say there? That, that part didn't slip. But yeah, I, do you have any recommendations besides the Warriors Gate? I mean, like, it's not hard. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually do. Um, this actually brought to mind a movie that was sort of like the same kind of vein: little kids, you know, a little smart with technology, using that technology in weird ways in their own life. Uh, I'm thinking about a movie from 2019. That was produced by Spike Lee, not directed by him, but produced. Uh, it's called See You Yesterday. 
I don't know if you've heard about this or seen this Mm-mm. on Netflix. Oh, I think Basically, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's uh it, it it got some uh it got some decent play around the time. Uh it was it's about two kids, two kids living in Brooklyn and not like in cute Brooklyn either. I'm I'm glad the movie like did this. They're like, "No, these niggas live on Nostrand Avenue." <laughs> with like <laughs> niggas is shooting. Uh but yeah, these two two uh prodigies actually. They're kind of like science prodigies in high school. Uh they make a makeshift time machine. Mhm. To save one of the kid's brother from being wrongfully killed by a police officer, which is actually like, it it's my favorite kind of movie, which mixes like goofy tropes with like serious real life, and makes like an entertaining movie out of it. And it actually delivers. It's actually like got a couple of cool sequences in it. There's some neat CG. It's not like you know you're not going to see Star Wars here or anything like that. But it's definitely like if they spent. 45 million on the warrior's gate and a lot of it looked the way it looked mm-hmm. i mean it looks like see you yesterday was easily made for a fraction of that and it is like th- 10 times as 10 times more fun so i definitely suggest it's like a quick 80 minutes it's like a 90 minute movie pop it in on netflix and you'll have a good time i'm i'm pretty sure of it nice i'm gonna suggest a movie that i just learned about uh, haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it because of the trailers that I've seen. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, Cameron. Have you seen Neptune Frost, uh, the Saul Williams film that's like a like an Afro future musical that he made? Oh, n- wait, what's the name again? Neptune Frost. Yes, this premiered at uh, or it played at a film festival. They played at the film festival that my movie was in actually. Oh, nice. Earlier this summer. I didn't get to see it though, uh, but I hear it's actually like bonkers, but good. Yeah, uh, the trailer looks amazing. I'll read the, just a quick yeah. plot summary. Uh, the film is an Afrofuturist story set in the village of Rwanda, made out of computer parts, and centers on the relationship between Neptune, an intersex runaway, and Matulasa, a cotton miner or a Colton miner, uh, whose love leads a hacker collective. Uh, and its build is kind of like this Afrofuturist anti-colonialist musical uh which i am very into and just like you know yeah <laughs> saul williams i i enjoy saul williams i don't know if i enjoy all of saul williams you know like there's some things that i'm just kind of like that might be a little too abstract yeah. or far for me uh but this yeah. looks like one that just like hit you know like straight on i've so. been waiting for this for him i've been waiting for something of his to like hit hit yeah because yeah. he's He's an interesting mind for sure, and he shows up on a lot of dope projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually on a song off of um, Denzel Curry's last album, yeah. so he's like still kicking. Oh, for sure, yeah. And like you know, the the ideas and things that he talks about, I think the only issue I have sometimes is again, yeah, like it gets a little bit too abstract and not concrete enough. Yeah. Not not necessarily to be like mainstream, but just kind of like. You know, the ideas kind of overtake the concept or the form uh, in certain yeah, instances. Yeah, I, I just I just wish a little, a couple more of his ideas would just, like, land a little bit more, stick the landing a little bit or more. Or even just, like, you know, there's so many ideas kind of stepping over each other that if it was just mm-hmm. focused on, like, one thing, then I think, you know, things would be a little bit more clear than if it was, like, I'm trying to say all of these things at once in a sure. graphic novel, musical, CD uh you know kind of like multi 
platform format thing that I'm putting out. Like the ambition is always there and like, you know, the message mm-hmm. is always there, but sometimes it can be a little bit like oh, much to parse through. Uh, but this seems like a good, right. you know, formation of everything. So, um, yeah, Neptune, Neptune Frost. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere yet. Um, but, it might be on like movie or something like that, yeah. but I feel like it just it's starting to just hit like yeah. some streaming platforms but ch- f- google it i'm sure you can find yeah. it check it out uh but that's all we got this week i would say cameron let everybody know what you got going on uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at the blipster 1138 uh I posted some on my Instagram today. <laughs> my right. therapist would say that's good work. Go. Um, definitely uh, got some things in the cooker, writing a couple things. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just here to watch these movies with, with my, my main man Jordan here. <laughs> with, my, with my main Jordan here. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSosa, JRSOSA. One eight on yeah Twitter and Instagram. Samurai Sonia coming out. But then just announced today I'll be doing another Red Sonia project. Uh it's a Red Sonia and another version of her called Hell Sonia team up book, and that's gonna be coming out in December. Uh so that'll be running for five months after that. So uh December April. Okay. Um and there's more projects that I'm learning about. Every day, seemingly, <laughs> and uh, would love to tell people about and we'll tell you in real time uh, as I get the okay we love for that. that. That's going to do it for us this week. If you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up at white underscore pod on Twitter or reach out to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any movie recommendations, if you would like to be a guest on the show, if you want to show us any random caucasity you've seen out in the world. Have you seen Arizona Ice Teas? <laughs> For more than 99 cents, because you shouldn't be. I've been told multiple times by people that if you do see that, you should contact the Arizona company uh, because that's Ooh. that's a no-no. And Arizona will get in touch with them and uh, correct that situation. So, uh, All right, on my tattletale, my tattletale hive. Just a, just a heads up, you know, if you're seeing that out in the world. But that's going to do it for us this <laughs> week. Uh, we'll be back with you all with more Cacassity next week. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.